Welcome to the David Pakman Show. I am guest hosting while David is away. My name is Jesse Dollimore. You may be wondering why why me? Well, let me tell you a little story. The other day, David came up to me and he had tears in his eyes. And he said to me, Jesse, sir, sir, please, sir, would you guest host my show for me? And I, you know, I said, okay. So that is, that is why I'm here. <laughs> anyway, uh, my name is Jesse Dollimore. I host the Dollimore Daily on YouTube. I host a podcast called I Doubt It. And you can find me everywhere that there's social media. My handle is at Dollimore Creative. I know. Let's talk about some good news today. I apparently drew the short straw or the long straw, or maybe I just lucked out and happened to be on my guest host day that Donald Trump is now facing his fourth indictment. Arrests all around in a wide-ranging indictment related to his attempted overturning of a free and fair election, this time specifically in Georgia, the Fulton County District Attorney, Fonnie Willis, has indicted uh, 19 people on a total of 41 counts in a wide-ranging speaking indictment that is 99 pages that goes into granular detail about this plot, this scheme, and a lot of it involves uh, racketeering. Donald Trump and his team are facing all kinds of prison time. Now, uh, I want to go through the list here of who these people are. Some of these people you will recognize. There is one unindicted co-conspirator that people believe is Tom Fitton, the judicial watch goof, uh, the guy who wears polos and t-shirts that are like six times too small for his frame uh, for whatever reason. But here are the people that have been indicted are now facing uh, many, many, many felony counts. Donald Trump, ex-president, Rudy Giuliani, Mark Meadows. I'll just go through first the ones that I think you'll know, and then I'll go through the others. Mark Meadows, the former chief, uh, chief of staff. John Eastman, the Trump lawyer who drafted the memo and the legal strategy relative to the fake electors. Uh, Kenneth Cheesebro. Jeffrey Clark is a man who Donald Trump attempted to put in as the interim, the acting uh, Attorney General of these United States, Jenna Ellis, who has uh, up to this point been uh, free from legal trouble other than the potential threat to her law license, I believe in Colorado. And Sidney Powell, the woman who forwarded an email to Maria Bartiromo from a woman who claimed that the uh, wind tells her she's a ghost, but she doesn't believe it. That that email also contained it, a wide a uh, meandering conspiracy theory about Dominion voting systems brought to you by, again, Fox News and Maria Bartiromo. Now, some of these l- lesser-known individuals, uh, Robert Cheesley, we got a Kenneth Cheesebro and a Robert Cheesley. He's a lawyer who promoted fraud claims. Mike Roman, a Trump campaign official. David Schaefer, the Georgia GOP chair and fake elector. Sean Still, a fake elector. Stephen Lee, who's a pastor tied to intimidation of election workers. Harrison Floyd, leader of Black Voices for Trump. Uh, Trevian Kuti, a publicist tied to intimidation of election workers. Kathy Latham, fake GOP elector tied to Coffee County breach. We've seen the video. If you 
hopefully you've seen the video, you're, you're staying apprised enough to, to have witnessed the closed circuit security footage of the Trump team gaining access to illegally take uh, voter information off of a voting machine. Uh, Scott Hall, tied to the Coffee County election system breach. Misty Hampton, Coffee County election su- sist- uh, supervisor. And Ray Smith, a Trump campaign attorney. All of these people now face a myriad of charges. They face myriad charges <laughs> in this indictment. I'm not going to cover them all, but I do specifically because this is a day of, of celebration. This is a day where we can, we can raise our heads high because two things are happening here. One, Donald Trump is one step closer to accountability. That's one. Number two, these are state charges. Many contend these are the charges that Donald Trump is most afraid because of the fact, one, People think he can pardon himself. I'm not of that opinion, but he cannot be pardoned by a president. If a Republican wins in 2024, God forbid, uh, and it's not Donald Trump, that president cannot pardon Donald Trump for these crimes. These 13 counts he's facing, 13 felony charges in this one indictment. Um, These are what they are just for Donald Trump. Violation of the Georgia RICO Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act. Solicitation of violation of oath by public officer. Conspiracy to commit impersonating a public officer. Conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree. Conspiracy to commit false statements and writings. Conspiracy to commit filing false documents. Conspiracy uh, to commit forgery in the first degree. Conspiracy to commit false statements and writings filing false documents, solicitation of violation of oath by public officer, false statements and writings, solicitation of violation of oath by public officer, false statements and writings, those are the charges. Again, I know you don't need to be reminded. I know David's audience pretty well. I know my audience pretty well. I know that you don't need to be reminded that Donald Trump is the ex-president of the United States. This is an historic moment that justice is likely to be served to Donald Trump in this case. And moreover, this absolutely without doubt is not just a Donald Trump problem. This, my friends, is a Republican problem. All of those people that I named are a part of this. That Some, likely, were led astray by Donald Trump, believing the, the nonsense and the subterfuge and the misdirects and the con, the grift of Donald Trump. But many of these people are true believers. Many, most probably, of these people really did believe Donald Trump uh, should remain in office I don't believe they believed he lost or the or he won the election, but I do believe they believed he needed to stay in office, whatever the means, even if that means ending democracy in America. And that is what would have happened if Donald Trump was put back into office extra democratically, extra constitutionally, it would have been the end of democracy in America as we know it. And now... They face arrest. Arrest warrants have been issued for them. And here is Fonnie Willis herself announcing it late into the evening. um, Given a date, 
for their voluntary surrender on August 25th. Check this out. ...election result. Subsequent to the indictment, as is the normal process in Georgia law, the, ju the grand jury issued arrest warrants for those who are charged. I am giving the defendants the opportunity to voluntarily surrender no later than noon on Friday, the 25th day of August, 2023. So there will be action in court that day and Donald Trump will have to appear in court now that again, the ex-president of the United States of America has another arrest warrant, a warrant issued for his arrest. Now at the end of the press conference, a reporter asked about what, 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 is, what do you say about all of Donald Trump's claims that this is weaponization, this is an attack, this is just partisanship run amok? What do you have to say about that? Well, here's Fannie Willis in her own words answering that question. Conversations. made by former President Trump that this is a politically motivated indictment. I make decisions in this office based on the facts and the law. Um, the law is completely nonpartisan. That's how decisions are made in every case. To date, this office has indicted, since I've been sitting as a district attorney, over 12,000 cases. This is the 11th RICO indictment. We followed the same process. We look at the facts, we look at the law, and we bring charges. Have any conversations about the terms of surrender? Will you try this yourself, has Ms. Willis? Has the jury been cleared? Sit down. Sit down. That seems to me to be a prosecutor driven by not ambition, not politics, but a woman driven by justice, by a desire to have an equal level playing field for everyone where justice is dispassionate and justice is blind. There is no two-tiered, or at least there should not be, and in this case, absolutely there is not. They, this has been an exhaustive investigation and they're getting to the facts. One of the other elements of this entire saga with Donald Trump in Georgia is the fact that he's making it appear as though this is uh, just coming after him. It, it, it's absolutely laughable that he would have you believe that, that he would have America believe that, that he would have MAGA world, as gullible as they are, believe that. Because at every turn, there has been a Republican testifying against him. This case has been bolstered. This case has been built upon hours and hours and hours of testimony from Republicans. The January 6th committee showed that, that people who were loyal to Donald Trump, they weren't never Trumpers. These were people who dedicated their jobs and their lives and their efforts and their energies to serving Donald Trump and his agenda in the White House. And for some reason, thankfully, this was a bridge too far for them. And that goes for one of the witnesses, one of the final witnesses before this grand jury, Jeff Duncan, the former um, lieutenant governor of Georgia. And he had this to say yesterday. Watch this. You said uh, this was a pivot point for the country as, as, you, as you came out of the room. What, what do you hope your testimony accomplished? Well, I, I hope my testimony gets the facts, uh, you know, as they are and helps to continue to paint a real and honest picture. But, but politically speaking, this is a pivot point for this country to do something more than just stew on the, on, on the 2020 election cycle, right? We're either going to, as Republicans, take our medicine and realize the election wasn't rigged. Donald Trump was the worst candidate ever in the history of the party. 
even worse than Herschel Walker. And now we're gonna to have to pivot from there, right? We wanna win an election in 2024. It's gonna to have to be somebody other than Donald Trump if we do it. So politically speaking, this is an important pivot point for our party, right? To go focus on the things that matter, to take this conversation to America, not to Twitter, not to 10 second sound bites, not to YouTube clips. This is taking this to the kitchen table. I think most Americans care about the economy. I think most Americans care about a porous border. I think most Americans care about national security and public safety. These are issues that we win as, as Republicans. As long as we make this about the, the three ring circus called Donald Trump, we're gonna lose every time. And you don't have to go any further than Georgia to see that play out. Now look, that's a bold statement coming from a leader in the Republican party in his state, Jeff Duncan, former. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, that Donald Trump is the worst candidate in the history of the Republican Party. When you take into he said even worse than Herschel Walker. But when you think about the litany of just wild, just bananas candidates that we have seen, we've had literal Nazis run as Republicans, as and and he's comparing Donald Trump against them, saying they're worse. We had. Uh, the goof in in New York, uh, uh, George Santos. What a beautiful moment that was for me just now, having forgot his name. <laughs> George Santos, Herschel Walker, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, all of these nuts, these radicals, these extremists, these insurrectionist and insurrectionist adjacent candidates, they're not on par with the badness of Donald Trump. That's saying something. That means something. And that's coming from a conservative, stalwart Republican. This isn't some, some liberal. This isn't some uh, Kinzinger, and he's not even a liberal, Liz Cheney. This is someone who has dedicated his life and his efforts to the Republican Party. And this is where we are. With, a, with, with half of the Republican, greater than half of the Republican Party saying that this indictment, these indictments have made them more supportive of Donald Trump, that they will vote for him even if he's languishing in jail. That should tell you everything you need to know about the Republican Party in 2023, leading into a general election cycle in 2024. They are un hinged and they will stop at absolutely nothing to damage America, to end democracy in our country. They want their agenda and that is all. They do not care about the will of the American people. Everybody loves a good bowl of instant ramen every once in a while. Hard to beat the convenience usually not the healthiest option. The taste is often very so so. But that's only because you haven't tried Emmy, which is a different kind of ramen. Our sponsor Emmy makes ramen noodles you can actually feel good about. Low carb, only five net carbs, 18 grams of fiber for digestive and gut health, 22 grams of protein. So you're satisfied and fueled which is not how you often feel after traditional instant ramen. The best part is it just tastes really great. The texture and the flavor are just like the ramen you're used to in the Japanese restaurants. It comes in six delicious flavors, all vegan, creamy chicken, spicy red miso, spicy beef. Imi is an awesome alternative when you need a quick snack. It'll keep you from reaching for the junk food. 
It's as easy as any instant ramen. You just pop it in the microwave. Go to immyeats.com slash Pacman and use code Pacman for five dollars off. That's I M M I eats.com slash Pacman. Use code Pacman for five dollars off. The info is in the podcast notes. One of our sponsors today is BetterHelp. Uh, viewers of the show, listeners know I'm a big advocate of therapy. Uh, I think it's important to make it more accessible, remove any stigma that might be associated. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is therapy done entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. I'm a huge believer in talk therapy and BetterHelp is making it more accessible to more people. You can even find a therapist who specializes in certain areas, which maybe you can't find where you are geographically. There are lots of great benefits to doing therapy online. Get it off your chest. Visit BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Pacman show today to get 10 percent off your first month. That's better. H.E.L.P. dot com slash Pacman show. The link is in the podcast notes. I love my Helix sleep mattress. I've been sleeping on Helix mattresses for years now, which is why I asked them to be a sponsor. You actually take their famous sleep quiz, takes just a few minutes to answer questions about your sleep preferences, body type, sleep position, whether you have back pain and Helix will match you with a mattress that's perfect for you, which is really unique and helpful because a lot of people don't know where to start when buying a mattress. I certainly didn't. Their newest collection of mattresses called Helix Elite come with a built in Glaciotex layer to keep you cool at night, an extra layer of foam for pressure relief and thousands of extra micro coils for best in class support and durability. All of their mattresses ship right to your door totally free. They come with a 10 or 15 year warranty and you get 100 nights to decide if you like it. My audience also gets a whopping 20 percent off all orders plus two free pillows. Go to helixsleep.com slash Pacman and enter code helixpartner20 at checkout. That's helixsleep.com slash Pacman. Then use code helixpartner20 to get 20 percent off and two free pillows. The info is in the podcast notes. Welcome back to the David Pakman show. I am your loyal guest host, Luke Beasley. Well, if Luke Beasley ate Farron Cousins, I guess I'd be Luke Beasley. Actually, my name is Jesse Dollimore, as you may well know. I host a YouTube show called The Dollimore Daily, right on YouTube. You can find me there. I would also, if you're uh, into that sort of thing, you can find me on social media. I am on uh, Twitter, threads, TikTok, Instagram, at Dollimore is where you can find me. Let's, let's get into this today. Look, there are a number of Republicans who show nothing but obsequiousness to Donald Trump, who will at any cost, to any, any cost to their reputation or credibility, defend Donald Trump in the face of multiple indictments. Now, yet another indictment, they're continuing to debase themselves. Lindsey Graham may be 
if not the worst, absolutely one of the worst. And he was on with uh, Pete Hegseth, the guy who before the pandemic said that germs aren't real because he doesn't see them and that's why he doesn't wash his hands. Fox Fox News knows how to pick them. So Lindsey Graham goes on with Pete Hegseth of Fox News and they are whining about the impending indictment of Donald Trump. And Lindsey Graham poses a series of questions related to what's next? Are we just going to let any county prosecutor prosecute the former president of the United States? Really, really going at it. And then he devolves, as you would, one would expect, into threat-making territory. He also makes a bunch of assertions about the, the liberalness, if that's a word, the liberalness of Fulton County, Georgia. It it is a remarkable sight to behold, and lucky for you and for me and the rest of the world, we have it on video for posterity's sake. Here is sycophantic bootlicker of Donald Trump, Lindsey Graham. Uh, Senator, you probably can't see it. We're looking live outside the Atlanta courthouse. Um, it's, it's historic yeah. any time a former president were to be indicted. Now it's the fourth time, this time over contesting the election in 2020. Talk to us about this case, what you know about um, the case the government will try to make or the state of Georgia will try to make here. Uh, I know that Fulton County is the most liberal county, I think, in all of Georgia. The DA there is a Democrat. I know that the... Um, uh, they're trying to uh, use a RICO statute. I don't know exactly what they're going to come out with, but I know this. Between Manhattan and Fulton County and D.C., the most liberal jurisdictions in the country, it's very unfair to President Trump. And shouldn't this really be done by a statewide official? If there's a crime against the people of Georgia, shouldn't it be done by somebody like the Attorney General? Are we going to let county prosecutors start prosecuting the President of the United States, the former President of the United States? You open up Pandora's box to the presidency. This whole exercise of allowing a county prosecutor to go after a former President of the United States will do a lot of damage to the presidency itself over time. To my Democratic friends, be careful what you wish for. Ends it with a little little zinger there at the end, a threat. Look, uh, if the president, whoever that president is, commits a felony in a jurisdiction that falls under the jurisdiction of a county prosecutor, in this case, a district attorney, then yes, Lindsay, the answer is absolutely yes. That president, whoever he or she may be, should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law because Justice is blind. There are statues all across the country, outside of courthouses and justice centers, where a blindfolded lady justice holds the scales, indicating that justice is blind. It does not matter whether you are rich, whether you are poor, whether you are connected to power or disconnected from power, you should be held accountable. Justice should be served. And as far as your assertion, Senator Graham, that... Because Fulton County is, he thinks, the most liberal county in all of Georgia, it's up there with uh, Manhattan and Washington, D.C., here where I live. (laughs) Come on, man. All it takes is a Google search or even common sense to understand that that is not the case. That there are many, many, many municipalities out there among metropolitan areas that are absolutely in no way 
less liberal, more conservative, if you'll use that language, than Fulton County, Georgia. In fact, the two counties adjacent to bordering uh, Fulton County are more liberal, who voted more for Joe Biden and against Donald Trump than Fulton County, DeKalb County, and Clayton County. Both have vote counts that are more aggressive for Joe Biden and against Donald Trump than Fulton County. Manhattan, more, far more votes. And of course, here in Washington, D.C., it's more than 90% of the people have their heads up, screwed on straight and voted against Donald Trump and his fascistic tendencies. Now, a lot of this is, is to be expected. No one should be shocked. No one should be surprised by the fact that Lindsey Graham is leveling threats against for, for retribution's sake. This is what we're going to do if you do this to Donald Trump. If you do this to our guy, oh, just wait. Be careful what you wish for. This is part and parcel pattern and practice for Republicans. It is cry foul as though there is a persecution here when Donald Trump committed crimes not in private, I mean, yes, in private, yes, on, on perfect phone calls, but also in public view. So for them to, to cry foul and act like this is some kind of a political persecution or a weaponization of the United States Justice Department is just bleh, gross and stupid. And only people who are in the cult are falling for it. Get right. Lindsey Graham, get right. The other story related to Donald Trump, well, the other, there's so many these days. The other story related to Donald Trump involves the Maui fire. This horrific, now I believe, historically damaging fire in Hawaii, where 99, as the time of this recording, 99 people have lost their lives in this natural disaster, this, this climate change-induced natural disaster. And Donald Trump, being the, the great and noble man that he is, took it upon himself to make this a political moment. But it's not just Donald Trump who did that. It is also Judge Jeanine Pirro over on Fox News who just wonders out loud whether or not the Democrats are going to be punished by the people of Hawaii because Joe Biden... I guess. Here is Donald Trump's message on his little true social, social media network, um, making it political and also expressing his deep condolences because he cares so much about everybody. Watch this. By the tragedy of the wildfires in Maui, something the likes of which have seldom been seen anywhere at any time. The death caused by this catastrophic event will be far worse than ever expected now that houses and cars and other areas are being inspected. The sad thing is it should never have happened. Our government was not prepared. And very importantly, the aftermath is going very poorly with the governor of the island wanting to do nothing but blame it on global warming and other things that just happened to pop into his head. When asked about it today, as he was getting into a car, perhaps coming home from the beach, where he has been spending a great deal of time, crooked joke, horrible and unacceptable. It is a disgraceful thing that 
Joe Biden refuses to help or comment on the tragedy in Maui, just as he refused to help or comment on the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, for a very, very long time. That's a lot of nonsense. It should have never happened. Absolutely right, ex-President Trump. You're absolutely right. It shouldn't have happened. But it have, have, shouldn't have, should have never have happened doesn't have any, any correlation to whether the government was prepared or not. And the likely or possibly maybe coming from the beach that he's offering no solutions, the governor of Hawaii, other than blaming it on global warming, blaming it on climate change. The media, let's go to CBS News, this headline from CBS News, how did the Maui fire start? What we know about the cause of the Lahaina blaze. Much of Hawaii was under a red flag warning for fire risk when the wildfires broke out, but the exact cause of the blaze is still unknown. Quote, we don't know what actually ignited the fires, but we were made aware in advance by the National Weather Service that we were in a red flag situation. So that's dry conditions for a long time. So the fuel, the trees, and everything was dry. Major General Kenneth Hara, Commander General of the Hawaii Army National Guard, said at a briefing Wednesday, that, along with low humidity and high winds, set the conditions for the wildfires, he said. Now, I guess it's, it's, it's a little silly of me to expect Republicans to adhere to facts and science and research and data and that which is provable because they never do. They never do. Here's Janine Pirro on her little Fox News show, The Five, waxing um, philosophical, just asking questions about whether or not it's going to hurt the Democrats while nearly 100 people, maybe more than 100 people, uh, when this video post, uh, maybe more than 100 people have died. They've lost their homes. They've lost everything. They've lost pets. They've lost property. It is a tragedy, and they are making it political. Watch Janine Pirro be about as ghoulish as one can be while reporting, quote-unquote, air quotes here, reporting on what is taking place. Hawaii. And so I kind of picked up what, what Trump did when he was president. He visited Texas during Hurricane Harvey, Florida, Hurricane Irma, Puerto Rico, Hurricane Maria, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Hurricane Florida, uh, Florence, Georgia and Florida, Michael, Alabama, Tornado. It goes on and on. This is what presidents are supposed to do. They're supposed to give you a sense that we're in control. We're going to take care of this. And then when they interview the people who are in uh, on the island, they say, we haven't heard anything from the federal government. Nothing. Nothing. We're only getting help from the local agencies who are helping us out. Let me tell you something. I'm Curious to see whether or not Hawaii goes Democrat in 2024. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you like? Uh, wouldn't you like to see Kamala Harris down there on instinct instead of yeah, talking about abortion? Yeah, she could do something other than laugh. Right. Uh, go down there, roll up her sleeves. Exclamation. Again, Fox News never won to let the facts get in the way, or procedures, or government laws, or how things work. That. A, a, once a declaration of emergency has been declared, a governor has to be requesting help from the federal government because of our 10th Amendment that any power not specifically granted to the federal government or specifically not granted to the states is for the states. 
as much as Republicans talk all the time about an invasion, what would it be like if the, if the federal government just marched right in and, and run roughshod over state officials? They would lose their collective minds. And it is a little, a little short-sighted, some would say rich, of Janine Pirro to sit there and list off the hurricanes and the disasters and the fires that Donald Trump went to after the fact, as though that's a, a metric for a good leader. Because if you remember, and I think everyone remembers, just how well he treated Puerto Rico, treating it like it was a, a three-ring circus carnival act and a ring toss, tossing paper towels to people who were in desperate need. Donald Trump telling the people of Puerto Rico, yeah, well, we're here for you, but you really threw my budget out of whack. I hate to tell you, Puerto Rico, but you've thrown our budget a little out of whack. And in that same moment, telling the crowd, telling Puerto Rico on live TV that, uh, well, you know, it would be, uh, uh, if this was a real tragedy, if this was, you know, a tragedy, a real one like Katrina, blah, blah, blah because we've spent a lot of money on Puerto Rico, and that's fine. We've saved a lot of lives. If you look at the, uh, every death is a horror. But if you look at a real catastrophe like Katrina. We know how Donald Trump handled forest fires even, blaming it on raking up the forest floors, blaming Gavin Newsom for the fires saying that he was going to withhold aid to the states that were blue states, enemy states. So for Republicans to be so short-sighted and so myopic about what it takes to take care of all of us in the country, every state, red or blue, is just disgusting. Par for the course, again, standard operating procedure for Republicans. This may come as no surprise to you, this next topic, but uh, I have an announcement to make. Irony is dead, and it seems that the main suspect in its murder uh, is probably Ron Johnson, senator from Wisconsin. He was on with Hugh Hewitt. You may remember Hugh Hewitt as the on-again, off-again, friendly to, uh, talking uh, trash about Donald Trump, conservative radio host. And in this clip, very brief clip, uh, he is, they are talking about uh, the virtues of conservatism and how Republicans and conservatives are so much better than leftists and liberals because it's, yeah, it's a, what did he say? It's a, it's a live and let live party. <laughs> Again, irony is dead. Ron Johnson stomped it to death. Watch this brief clip from the Hugh Hewitt show. We're conservative, so we really are the live and let live party. Yeah, you know, I really don't care what you do. I, I really, as long as you're not in, infringing on somebody else's freedom, as long as you're not harming somebody else, I mean, you go live your life and that's fine. I'm not gonna impose the way I live my life on somebody else, but that is, you're exactly right. That is what the left does, which is what is so annoying about the left. You know, it's far worse than annoying, but they, they've got to shove everything down your throat. <coughs> There's a whole lot there. First of all, this tendency of Republicans and conservatives to call anyone left of them the left. 
anyone who's a liberal or a, you know, a mainstream Democrat to them is left. They think, according to Donald Trump and many MAGA Republicans, that uh, Joe Biden is a leftist, that Joe Biden is a socialist, when by no metric, no measurable metric at all, can you consider Joe Biden maybe not even a progressive. He may be leading the most progressive administration in many, 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 many years, but he himself hasn't governed as a progressive for his entire political career. So it, it is all bluster with these clowns. But let's, let's address some of the claims he's making here, that we really are, we really are the live and let live party. I really don't care what you do, says Ron Johnson. You go live your life and that's fine. I'm not going to impose the way I live my life on someone else. I guess unless it's about abortion, women's reproductive health care, if it's about same-sex marriage, if it's about books and libraries, if it's about teaching actual history to children, if it's about drag shows, pronouns, trans rights, Bud Light, Disney princesses, Gillette razors, Barbie movies, or maybe even silently taking a knee during the national anthem in protest of rampant year after year after year, brutality by police of black men. I guess, unless you think about all of those things and, and a panoply of others, yeah, Ron Johnson and Republicans are a live and let live party as they impose draconian policies in state after state after state. Look, I'm originally from the state of Idaho. I, I went to most of my school in Idaho was, was raised in, a, in a, a fundamentalist Christian nationalist household. And my parents said the same kind of thing. We, we just care about liberty while trying to claw back rights that have been struggled for for generations of marginalized and brutalized groups in this country. The Republican Party in no way is a live and let live party. We are constantly seeing data breaches in the news. It never ends. Verizon had a breach this year, exposing millions of users data. T-Mobile had two big breaches this year, exposing the personal data of 37 million people. It's a disaster. These companies have a record of everything you do online. And after these breaches, almost anyone can access your data. The real solution is don't let the company see what you're doing in the first place. And that's why I use private Internet access keeps my data hidden from my Internet service providers, from hackers, from others. I can use it on all of my devices with one account. Most VPNs log your Internet activity. Private Internet access is the only VPN to prove multiple times in court that they don't. This makes them unique, works with all major streaming platforms, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, to access content not normally available in your country. Private Internet access is giving my audience a huge 83% discount. You can subscribe for 203 a month and get four extra months for free. Go to piavpn.com slash David. The link is in the podcast notes. So summertime is in full swing. It's hot. It's humid. When you get sweaty, many of us know all too well what it means when you wear traditional underwear. It's the sticking, rubbing and chafing. It is not pleasant. 
That's why our sponsor Sheath Underwear has been a game changer for so many people. Sheath Underwear is ergonomically designed with a pouch in the front. Keep everything comfortable and separate. When you wear the Sheath Underwear, everything stays dry and cool. Instead of sticking together, you feel the air flowing. It's great. It's really something you have to try to understand. This has been my go to underwear for years, all year round, but especially when it's hot outside. The humidity is bonkers. They have plenty of different colors and styles, something for everybody and the sticking and the readjusting experience underwear comfort like you have never felt before. Try sheath. Go to sheathunderwear.com slash Pacman and use the code Pacman for 20 percent off. That's S H E A T H underwear.com slash and use the code Pacman for 20% off. The info is in the podcast notes. Okay, that seems like an error, so I'm gonna redo it one more time. That's S H E A T H underwear.com slash Pacman. Use the code Pacman for 20% off. The link is in the podcast notes. Welcome back to the David Pacman Show. I am Jesse Dollimore. I'm here because, you know, a few months ago, I bumped into David at a, at a hipster coffee shop. I think it was in L.A. And he came up to me and he said, listen, Jesse, you're a, you're a big, strong guy. Why won't you guest host for me when I go on vacation? <laughs> and I said, sure. So here I am. <laughs> My name is Jesse Dollimore. I host a YouTube channel and a, a show daily called the Dollimore Daily. You can also find me on, uh, on, on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and threads and all the places that are social media. I'm at Dollimore. And if uh, I'm your flavor of political commentator on top of David, I would appreciate if you look me up. Look, let's, let's talk about something that is kind of near and dear to my heart. Not, not in like a fondness way, but in a, in a religious tradition way. I grew up in Northern Idaho for the most, for the, for the, the large chunk of my life, the, my formative years, if you would, if you will, I guess is the saying. And uh, I was raised by ultra conservative parents who adhered to a, a, a radical version of Christianity, a, 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 a nonsense conservative version of Christian nationalism, that everybody should be Christian, the country should be run by Christians. We are at our core a, 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 a country that was, that was created by God, given to us, to the founding fathers, for our posterity's sake. A lot of this is, is wildly ahistorical, but I was raised looking up to prophet types, I was raised in a household, and this doesn't need to be a bio or anything, but I was raised in a household that was, I was taught to revere people like Kenneth Copeland, you know, the near billionaire who's always wanting people to buy him a new plane. I, I looked up to people like Oral Roberts, who said that if you don't give all this money to me, God's going to kill me. And then, you know, he just, I think, died of natural causes. God didn't kill him. Years and years later, by the way. There's a new crop of these types of MAGA prophets. I'm using that term wildly loosely. Uh, Julie Green is one of them. Hank Kuhneman is another one. We're going to talk about them today specifically, but there's a host of others. It's a, it's a veritable network of these goofs who are, are grifting their audiences with, with uh, 
treats, little, little treats of prophecy of what is going to come to pass that just so happens to line up with what their particular political persuasion is, that just so happens to support the candidacy or the, the extricating from trouble, legal trouble in this case, of Donald Trump. First, I'm going to play this one from Julie Green that just came about a week ago, she said this. And then we're going to talk about Hank Kuhneman, whose all kinds of prophecies have failed. And he's saying now he doesn't have to apologize because, well, because Jesus, Jesus told him not to apologize for all of the prophecies that he's gotten wrong. First, Julie Green. Pelosi, you will hear this name once again. Nothing is how it seems with her. And soon, you will find out the whole truth. Jack Smith, truth is coming for you and the things you never thought that people would find out about you. I have whistleblowers that will wipe out this indictment and boomerang back to you. These are the days of Haman, and many people are about to find out who are the Hamans, and who and what are their final outcome is about to be. First of all, not really related to this, but why is she reading like she's Ron Burgundy? You know, you know what I mean? Like, and soon you will find out the real truth. It's like a, it's like a, a, a bad audition for a, for a newscaster or something. But, but listen, I don't know what the exact wording of the saying is, the phrasing of it is, but it's like, you, you know that you're God, that you're, you're, you're on the wrong track when your God just so happens to hate all of the same things that you do. When your God works in tandem with your particular flavor of bigotry. And that's what we're seeing here. That she's making prophecies about Nancy Pelosi, who's not even speaker anymore. These people just can't let go. Constantly talking about Hillary Clinton years and years and years later. But Jack Smith, truth is coming for you as she uses her religion as a cudgel to level threats against the special counsel, the special prosecutor. Jack Smith, truth is coming for you. And things you never thought that people would find out about you. Apparently, See, this is in her, in, in this faith, she's reading what God told her. She's reading verbatim the message that she got from Jesus on the bat phone. That should be a red flag for anybody, right? I have whistleblowers. This is God talking through Julie Green. I have whistleblowers that will wipe out this indictment and boomerang back to you. So it's the I'm rubber, you're glue message from Jesus. Who knew that God was, was so not omnipotent, omniscient, that he needed whistleblowers? I mean, if it was this important, wouldn't God take whatever form was necessary? Maybe that's what's happening. Maybe God is going to appear, flash once again in human form as a whistleblower to defend Donald Trump. And the days of Haman, if you don't know, in the book of Esther, Haman uh, was dedicated to the prospect of destroying the Jews in Persia. So she's equating Donald Trump and all of this to Old Testament storytelling. She's another one, by the way, that has gotten it wrong. Well, she's never gotten it right. Every one of her prophecies falls right on its face because she is a liar and a grifter. 
But there are the, the, the problem with this is, I know a lot of you have probably already clicked off, maybe. You're welcome, David. <laughs> a, lot, uh, a lot of people don't understand why this is important, and that is because she has an audience. She has an audience that hangs on her every word, believing she's truly a prophet of God. Another one of these self-proclaimed prophets is Hank Kuhneman who has said Donald Trump would be reelected. He said Donald Trump would be reinserted into the presidency. He said Donald Trump would not be indicted. Every one of his prophecies just doesn't come true. And he's been criticized by this. And apparently some of the criticism is, is, is bothering him because now he's saying, well, I'm not going to apologize, but it's not for the reason you think. It's because uh, Jesus said not to. Watch this. That's why this man hasn't been opening his mouth because Jesus said, don't, don't do it. I went to my fathers. I went to my spiritual mothers. I went to my board. I went to my peer level relationships and said, hey, there's a lot of calling out going on and my name's getting thrown out there. Uh, what do I do? Jesus told me not to say anything. They said, follow what Jesus said, you're right on. And not only that, we're your accountability system. And they told me not to address it. And so don't keep asking me to take the lead. I have, I've honored Jesus. I've done what he said, and I honor those that I'm accountable to, submitted to. So apparently he's saying, I'm not wrong. Jesus was wrong, and Jesus doesn't want to take credit for being wrong. And he told me, what did he say? Jesus told me not to say anything. <laughs> it's got to be tough for a man who stands behind the pulpit every weekend and uh, preaches to the flock to not say anything. I guess it's only when you're called out for being wrong and being a liar and a grifter, right, Hank Kuhneman? Anyway, these people are dangerous. This is important. Even if you don't necessarily identify, if you don't understand why it's important, you need to know that it is because of the fact that there are millions of people in this guy's audience, at least, at the very least, in his potential audience, people who share this faith tradition and revere these types, only going to get worse before it gets better. Speaking of religious types, these prophet types, there's a guy named Rick Green who's out there who is a, uh, a, a the, 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 the constitution expert for the right, for the, for the religious right, for these white Christian nationalists. And he got caught because a, a, a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, he came out vociferously in support of Vivek Ramaswamy, saying that his ideas are great, he's fantastic, he's going to be, I'll tell you what, I'm going to play that clip, and then we're going to roll it back to just a couple days ago, where he's, he's uh, withdrawing his support and uh, eating some crow, changing his opinion because of Ramaswamy not being a Christian. First, here's uh, Rick Green, uh, pro-Vivek Rick Green. I'll say two things. Number one, I think he's one of the most important voices in America right now. He articulates our values maybe better than anybody else out there. Uh, Kerry Lake's kind of close, but Vivek does it amazing. Secondly, I'll say this, Gene, over the last two or three weeks, almost every conversation I've had about the presidential race his name comes up before even DeSantis or anybody else. I get asked about him by almost everybody. They want to know what I think about him. 
you know, is he with us? Does he have our values? Is he the real deal? I've had the chance to meet him a couple of times at CNP, blown away by his presentations there. Um, and, and I'm just so thankful for him. And, and what you were talking about at the beginning with the religious differences, obvious, but the religious similarities and the, the passion for freedom of religion and a recognition that there is a God. Remember what we've always said, the difference in the American system is that freedom comes from God and is exercised with a respect for his authority. And Vivek shares that conviction with us. So I think he's a very important voice. And, uh, and I would love to see him, if not uh, in the White House, certainly in the administration and a major player for helping us restore America. Yeah. What a uh, full-throated endorsement of Vivek Ramaswamy's campaign. He's one of the most important voices in America today, declares Rick Green. I would love to see him, if not in the White House, at least in the administration. Even talked about his faith, even acknowledged the, the, the fundamental differences of religion. So he gave that thought and still came out of it with a ringing endorsement. That is, until his other religious members of his cohort got in his ear and forced him to, to recant his support, his full-throated endorsement, as it were. Here he is, just recently, eating some crow about that thing you just heard him say. It'd be a great time for me to eat some crow right here from what I said a couple of weeks ago about Vivek, <laughs> because, I, I mean, the Rolling Stone quoted me as gushing over him i was like oh did i really gush and i he went kinda, back and watched it kind of i kind of yeah. did it was awful i was like hey, and here's the thing and by the way kudos to kuneman because you're right brother and, and i just want to say this why are we at a point in america where the church has done such a lousy job of raising up leaders that a hindu articulates christian principles better than any christian uh, candidate ah, on the point. ballot so my gushing was the fact that this guy a hindu is actually saying what we believe he's articulating our positions right. better than anybody else and where i got it wrong was and i went back and watched it i said either if not in the white house on the team what i meant was i'd like to see him in the cabinet not the actual president or vice president. I think he'd be a great secretary of commerce. So there's my crow. I was wrong and gushing, and I can't believe the Rolling Stone used that, those words. Uh, but Hank is 100% right that we want Christian yeah. leaders. And the founders said that, right? The founders right. said it over and over again. You yeah. want leaders that are biblical leaders. One, and most importantly, uh, the founding fathers did not say that. The vast majority of our founding fathers, especially those who wrote the documents, especially those who were responsible for uh, writing the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, were deists. They were not theists. They were not uh, Christians the way we understand it or practice it today. The vast majority. Secondly, less, less important, but secondly, what's going on with Hank Kuhneman and the flag pen? Well, it's like something out of a Will Ferrell movie where every scene, the flag pen is even bigger and bigger and bigger and more bedazzled. The sad thing about this, and I hope you share in this sorrow with me, that these are people who have a, 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 uh, an audience and they are convincing them that it is a justifiable reason. It is a disqualifier from office, even though the same constitution he's an expert about doesn't set a religious criteria. It does not set a standard or, or a, a requirement to hold office that is religious. 
if it was that important by the founding fathers he claims to know so much about being the America's Constitution coach, you'd think he'd know that little detail that everybody else seems to know. But they are giving their, their followers permission to be as bigoted as they want to be because their religious leaders say it's okay. That you're not qualified to be president of the United States because you're not of my religion. This is white Christian nationalism. It just is. You, Rick Green and Hank Kuhneman and the rest of the panel should be absolutely ashamed of yourselves. 30 million trees are destroyed every year for toilet paper in the U.S. alone. So toilet paper is a big contributor to deforestation and climate change. Our sponsor, Real Paper, makes toilet paper from bamboo. Bamboo plants keep growing, which means no deforestation. Bamboo also absorbs five times as much carbon from the atmosphere as pine trees. And bamboo toilet paper is stronger than regular toilet paper and even softer. So bamboo toilet paper is all around a win for you and for the environment. It's time to move on from that toilet paper from trees that you're using at home. When you use real paper, it doesn't feel like you're sacrificing anything. It's soft and fluffy and they'll ship it to your door in plastic free packaging on a schedule. Super easy. With every box of real paper you buy, they are funding reforestation efforts across the country through their partnership with One Tree Planted. So unlike the toilet paper that cuts down trees, real is helping to actively plant them. Go to realpaper.com slash Pacman and use code Pacman for 30% off your first order and free shipping. That's R-E-E-L paper.com slash Pacman and then use code Pacman. The info is in the podcast notes. Welcome back to the David Pacman show. I am filling in for David while he is away. Again, my name is Jesse Dollimore. I'm more commonly known uh, in YouTube comment sections all across the internet as uh, the guy who talks really loud and laughs at his own stupid jokes. You see? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I am Jesse Dollimore. I host the Dollimore Daily on YouTube. Uh, if I'm your flavor of uh, political commentator, uh, I know I'm a little different than David, a lot different than David, but if I am your flavor, please look me up on YouTube. You can also find me on the on the uh, social media, at Dollimore on Twitter, Instagram, threads, TikTok, all of uh, social media. I'd love to see you there. Let's uh, Let's do a bummer here. Let's wrap today, my last, my only day of hosting while David was on vacation. And let's talk about a little Nazi puke, Nick Fuentes. Dining companion of Donald Trump, the man who accompanied uh, Kanye West to dinner at Donald Trump's house at Mar-a-Lago and had dinner with this person you're getting ready to see. In the wake of all of the many indictments that faced Donald Trump, even the, the new one from last night, Donald Trump has been on an intimidation campaign relative to witnesses, to juries, to judges, to prosecutors. And in doing so, by posting on social media, by going to political rallies and railing against these people, he does the same thing he did in 2016 and in 2020. And that is foment anger and derision and 
um, fuel the hatred and radicalism of his unhinged following. There have been many people who have acted in Donald Trump's name with uh, attempts at violence and actual violence. Just recently, we had the guy in um, Tennessee or Kentucky attack an FBI uh, field office with a nail gun. We, we witnessed Caesar Sayoc, the MAGA bomber, whose car was adorned with Donald Trump stickers. So we know Donald Trump has a very real outsized influence on these people. And one of the people who acts in his set, stead as a surrogate is Nick Fuentes, a little incel puke Nazi troll who is now acting as an emissary for Donald Trump in his attempts to intimidate federal U.S. Circuit Court Judge Tanya Chutkin, who is overseeing, she's presiding over the case, the January, the election interference part of the case. Here is, is, is Nick Fuentes. I'll bleep. I don't know how David runs his show relative to cursing. I'm quite fond of it. <laughs> but even on my show, I bleep the, the F word. So we're going to bleep the offensive language here. Um, brace yourself. Some ugly, ugly stuff here. You're a fucking immigrant. We have a... We have a black immigrant, and she's appointed by Obama, another non-citizen, another non-naturalized non-citizen from Kenya, presiding over a case of a former president and a job creator and a billionaire and an all-around titan, admired man. And this person is going to throw a wrench in and so she controls the campaign. She's going to talk to the king of America like this, like he's like they pulled him over for having tinted windows. You're a criminal like anybody else. Uh, no, bitch. He's the king of America, you stupid bitch. Go back to Jamaica. Now, of course, all of that hate was directed right at Tanya Chuckin, who is an immigrant to America. She should, you would think, be an example of what the right wants to say about living the American dream. Anybody can make it here. All you have to do is apply yourself. And then if you're doing your job, you get attacked by those same Republicans. But Donald Trump is the king of America. I, you know, I used to say that even if he doesn't believe it, it's dangerous because a lot of people do believe he believes it, and then they believe it in turn. But I think he does believe this. I think this is at his core who he is. A racist, admirer of Adolf Hitler. Sings the praises of Adolf Hitler. Doubts, denies the Holocaust. Obama is a non-citizen. Donald Trump is a, an admired man, a job creator, a billionaire. Sickening. This is a leader in the conservative movement. Whether people like to admit it or not, that is what he is. He's dining with the ex-president in his home, in his home dining room, by invitation, Donald Trump. It, that in and of itself should be a disqualifier. Anyway, it's a bummer way to go out, having guest hosted today, but it is what it is. Listen, uh, thank you for sticking around with me today. I appreciate all of your time. 
Uh, if you do appreciate me and you, you find some value in what I do, my style, whatever, uh, come look me up. Go subscribe to my channel and, uh, and check out the show. And uh, if you're a member, you'll see me and my uh, content creator partner, uh, Brittany Page, my co-host on my podcast. Uh, and we'll be hosting the, the bonus show. You appreciate it.